Yeah. So last year was 5.5 million. Uh, our run rate should be about six this year. We had to slow back the reins on scaling. We're planning to double our revenue, but I'm sure as you know, anybody else listening to this, commodities have just skyrocketed lumber, steel. We were starting off in steel, which is their biggest selling product. 83% of our revenues are barbells and dumbbells. Steel went from 30 cents a pound to $1.40 in under a year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Jay Crew. He is booty, bands, and barbells. Uh, he's one of the I believe one of the founders and established female fitness brand. Their complete home gym educational content fitness app and their best tasting protein help women create long-term results. Their goal is to end the toxic weight loss loop for over a million customers by 2025. Jay, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, and you are one of the co-founders, right? I am. Danita Young is the other co-founder. She's the face of the female fitness brand. I'm the guy behind everything. I know. I'm going, why is this guy leading a female fitness brand? It <laughs> doesn't make sense here. Right. Yeah. All right. So what's the bit, what did it start off as? Was it an e-commerce play to start or was it a protein powder or something else or the, an app or what? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. We're the original booty bands. We own the trademark booty bands. We started off as just the product, the resistance bands, booty bands, made it a little bit different and better. And then from there, we really fell in love with our customers, not the product, and started making other products and uh, barbells, dumbbells, protein, uh, digital products, a fitness app, and it kind of all formed into a complete home gym from there. Mm-hmm. What, so what year did you get your first dollar of sales? 2017, four years ago. And bootstrapped today or have you raised? Bootstrapped it until 2019. We had $100,000 in debt equity capital injected into it. Other than that, we uh, bootstrapped the whole thing. Yeah. There's 100K in debt in 2019, otherwise bootstrap. I love that. And then give me a sense, like if you're comfortable, what's revenue today? And then we'll break up all the different products. Yeah. So last year was 5.5 million. Uh, our run rate should be about six this year. We had to slow back the reins on scaling. We're planning to double our revenue, but I'm sure as you know, anybody else listening to this, commodities have just skyrocketed lumber, steel. We were starting off in steel, which is their biggest selling product. 83% of our revenues are barbells and dumbbells. Steel went from 30 cents a pound to $1.40 in under a year. So our real main focus is figure out how to lower these costs of goods, get our gross margins better and get these, these prices down. So sorry, what did it go up? It went up to 140 from what? 30 cents. Whoa. That's pound. Yeah. Okay. So 83% of your revenue of your 6 million comes from barbell sales. Where's the other 17? The other 17 is resistance bands. So those are the actual booty bands, um, long bands, our fitness app and our protein. How much does the fitness app make? Fitness app right now, we just started in November and it's growing about 6% month over month. And we're doing, we have about 800 active paid subscribers right now. It's about 15,000 a month. Interesting, 800 paid. And what are they paying for? Is it, is it courses or what? Yeah, it's a fitness app. So it's just kind of like a, a content for specifically how to use the products and get into the community. And um, they have essentially a personal trainer at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. And when you look at your 6 million revenue this year, how many individual customers will pay you at least $1, whether it's across the fitness app, the booty bands, the barbell or the protein? 
how many individual customers? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. We have 50,000 now. Um, I won't know. I don't know the exact number of customers by the end of the run race. That's a good question. What does that mean? So 50,000 now, does that mean everyone since 2017 has paid you at least a dollar? Yes. Okay. And our, our, our CLV to CAC ratio is 3.4 to 1 right now. So, so uh, customer lifetime value to CAC ratio three point four. So, tell me where you are spending dollars to get like to get new customers. Yeah, most all of our customer acquisition, paid customer acquisition, is Facebook and Google Ads um, and influencer marketing. And so, what will you spend on a Facebook ad to get you know one new paid customer? Our CPA in a Facebook ad right now is about uh, hovering over a little bit of a hundred dollars. And uh, Google's uh, under 75. So our blended CAC ratio with kind of all of our paid traffic channels is, uh, sorry, it's 120 and then 80. So our, our blended CAC ratio is about, is close to about, I think, uh, last I looked about 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, CL, you know, CAC to LTV ratio can be fine. But like, what's more interesting to me, at least money velocity, how payback period, how quickly to get the money back. So what is your average cart if you spent 120 bucks to get a sale from Facebook? Do you make that back pretty quick? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's direct to consumer. So we get it, you know, as far as receivables, you get paid right away. But our average order value right now is 268. Okay, got it. So that begs the question, if you can spend an average of 100 bucks on a Facebook ad or a Google ad to get a new customer that pays you 268 bucks immediately, um, I guess you do have hard costs there. We mentioned the steel cost earlier. So on a $268 checkout, how much are you going to make profit on that? Um, a profit on, well, our, I know what our overall month over month and year profit is, um, if that's your question. Sure. So right, yeah, so right now, uh, our net, our gross margins are about 56% and our net margins are two. Okay, interesting. And I imagine those those gross and net have come down significantly because of the increase of price of steel. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is now. It's just because everything's made in the USA, which we're super proud about, but it's come down to the point where we're going to have to get these products made overseas, which we already have quotes and samples on. And we go from 56% gross margins to 78% gross margins and a 1 a 2% gross margin to a 12 a net margin to a 12 overnight just from lowering our cost of goods. So a lot of people are like why don't you just debt finance this? That's that's an easy way, right? Yeah. Uh rather than giving up so much equity which the cost of capital on on raising as opposed to debt is significantly higher. Yeah, who do you get? Clearbank or someone like that? Clearbank um just on debt financing there you know we don't have a lot of collateral like large assets on the balance sheet or anything like that to get the 2.2 million raise that we're going for so some of it will be debt but not all of it. You're raising 2.2 million right now. Yeah. At what valuation do you think? Uh pre is 10 and post money is 12.2. Pre is 10 interesting. And do you have term sheet already or you're still you're still hunting for the right partner? Uh no closed term sheets. Term sheets are out there. I would say we have data rooms talked about it. I would say due diligence is pretty, I'd say they're doing due diligence. I guess everyone's definition of that's a little different, but yeah. And why, and why raise right now? I mean, why do you need more capital to grow? Why, why can't you keep self-funding? It's just, it, it's really expensive to buy. Like right now, thankfully we're in made in the USA. If we were in China trying to get, you know, product, we'd have to buy a ton of in advance and then wait months and months and months for it to get here. Um, the great thing is, is it's kind of like buy on demand. So we buy a week in advance, two weeks in advance, and that's awesome. But we really want to lower these costs of goods. We want to increase these margins. We want to build a $100 million company and be 
one of the biggest female fitness brands in, in, in the, on the planet and expand and move our product line from just these one-off barbells and to 60% of our revenue being consumables, pr other protein powders, protein flavors, protein bars, and really focus on the app where it's monthly recurring revenue subscription products. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask you, like when I look at a lot of your guys' landing pages, the top of your funnel is usually the lower margin product. It's the physical asset versus the digital subscription, which your margins are much better on. Why not flip the funnel? Like, Why don't you put the digital stuff at the top of the funnel and upsell barbells later? Yeah, it's a good question. So one, of course, the average order value is uh, really great. Our barbells are a huge hit. The conversion rates are great on Amazon and direct-to-consumer on our website. There's nothing like it. Like I said, we're the first female fitness home gym. The majority of our customers, uh, 80, 85 to 90% of our customers are women who wouldn't be caught dead in the gym in the first place. They, we gave them a solution that they never had, and we're really proud of that. And so the fitness app, there's a lot of apps out, right, out there, right? So Cost to acquire a customer we've tried on a fitness app is, is much more expensive and, and tougher. And a lot of people, our customers are typically not going out there looking for apps. And like, we're really, really good at creating content. So the content that we create, that is our paid content and stuff like that, it's really catching and really speaks to the pain points of our customers who want a home gym solution. So that's kind of the direction why we went there. Interesting. Can I take that average order value of 268 bucks divided into your revenue this year, about, about 6 million? That would mean about 22,000 customers are checking out once for 268 bucks. Does that sound about right or no? Uh, if you did the math right, that's probably right. Yeah. So okay. cool. That's super cool. Well, what else can you like? Are there opportunities to upsell other things? What's like been the most effective upsell for you? And, 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 and how do you determine whether you upsell someone else's product versus building it internally? Um, yeah, I mean, we're like, we're doing a lot of complimentary products. If you buy this, we have a complimentary product that goes here. Uh, we're really focused on the complete home gym and getting people like everything that we have so that they kind of self-identify with the brand and all of our products are in their house. Like we have our barbells and dumbbells in the corner of their house and we have our protein in their cabinet and soon to be female fitness supplements in their cap, you know, by their bedside and their fitness app on their phone. And so it, our upsells kind of complement each other depending on what they buy. And so we do a pretty good job at the upsells and cross-sells there. And the other question was regards to um, other people's products you're saying? Yeah, partner versus build. Yeah, we, I think just being the brand, we've just kind of focused on, our, on, on what we're good at and, and our, our products. We haven't really ever explored like a really intense JV collaboration or anything like that. Mm -hmm. How, uh, what's the cap table look like today? How much do you own? Danita and I own 50%. And where's the rest? And the rest was uh, another part of that came in for hundred for the 100000 that uh, at the time, we only were doing $300,000 in revenue that year and injected the 100000 and he owns the other 50%. What year was that? Were you doing our can sales? 2018. Okay, got it. Got it. That, and that's different than the 100 can debt that you raised. That was it. Yeah. Wait, wait, that 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 hundred k was the debt, and he got fifty percent equity. No, sorry, did I say I, that was the equity that we raised at the hundred thousand? Yeah, there was no debt with the hundred. Raised debt right now. No, no, sorry, okay. if that's that's what I if, if that's what I said. That's not what I, that's not what I meant. No, what no, I, meant was, I, I misunderstood. Got it. So you effectively did a pre seed round in twenty eighteen where you raised a hundred thousand dollars when you were doing three hundred thousand dollars a year, and you sold fifty percent of the business when you did that. Correct. Man, that's a big slug. It was, it was a big slug, but it, it's, I'm actually really, you know, it, I'm really proud of it because it actually 
took us to a new area in the country, allowed us to make barbells and, and, and dumbbells and everything here. And, you know, that investor as a, like an angel investor is willing to dilute his percentage to bring in other investors in here to really get this company to where we want to go. So, so 50- it was, it was a, uh, it was a choice that we had to make. And at the time it, there was a, uh, the protein collaboration, essentially the protein that we got was because of him. So I yeah. think without him, we wouldn't have had the protein. Got it. So 50-50 split right now. How many are on the team? The team, full-time employees, six and contractors, five. Interesting. Any engineers full-time to manage the app or no? No. Got it. Very cool. Any other big costs I'm missing besides steel? Um, no, that's the biggest cost. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, man. Number one, favorite book. Favorite book. Uh, good to great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, yes. Uh, Ezra Firestone is always a pretty, pretty interesting one for me. And then I would say, um, uh, I mean, Dalio, I don't know. You got me on that one. Can't, I can't think of anybody in particular. Ezra, he loves that space. Um, number yeah. three, what's your favorite online tool for building the platform? For building a business overall? No, no, the one you use the most to build Booty Band. Shopify, you mean? Okay, yeah. that's, and that's it. Yeah, Shopify. Yeah. Cool. Do you have to give them 30% revenue? Give Shopify 30? Do they take 30% cut? No. They don't. No cut there. Okay. No. Cool. Um, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. Good. And then uh, married, single kids. Danita and I are partnerships, single. I guess you could say no kids. Our our business is our kid, and we we it cries and throws up on us every day, and it's slowly growing up. Yeah. Jay, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. Thirty-eight. Last question: Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. That I wish I did. Something you wish you knew. I wish I knew. Uh, probably. Better cash flow management. Guys, there you have it. Booty Bands launches an e-commerce product. The last year did 5.5 million in sales. This year doing 6 million. I think that's growing really fast. Well, 800 uh, females paying 15 bucks a month for their fitness application. Team of 22 people. They basically bootstrapped today. They did give up 50% of the business back in 2018 for 100 grand, but they're now raising 2.2 million on a 10 million pre. We'll see if they can get it done. Over 50,000 folks have purchased at least one product through the platform since founding in 2017. They want to be the biggest women's fitness brand in the world. Jay, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it.